0: Hi there, this is Bunny Michael. We are currently on a break from posting new episodes of XO Higher Self, but in the meantime, you can enjoy this remix episode. It's a compilation of some of our favorite questions and answers from previous episodes. So we hope you enjoy it.
1: Hi, Bunny. My question has to do with figuring out how to move from concept into action. Um, I have had uh, emotional, psychological abuse in my past, and I've been in therapy for years trying to um, kind of untangle all of that. And I can understand at this point intellectually that I have more worth than the uh, situations and um, environments and relationships that I gravitate towards, yet I still keep gravitating towards those relationships. So, you know, I'm just trying to figure out how to go from recognizing the pattern to actually stopping it. Because for some reason, for me, there's a difference between understanding my worth and behaving in a way that affirms my worth and I do tend to overthink in general and over prepare and have a tendency to perfectionism so um, that probably doesn't help but just wondering if you had any insight if, about how to I guess it's probably fear of change and how to uh, move on from that fear thank you
0: It's wonderful to have the privilege of going to therapy and healing the things that have happened to us in our past. It's wonderful to be able to recognize why we have the patterns we have, the reasons we needed to adopt certain behaviors in order to survive our trauma. But we also have to know who we are beyond that story. Sometimes we get so identified with what happened to us that it's hard to see ourselves in any other light. The higher self perspective is the light of love within. It's the part of us that is untouched by what happens. It's in the realm of being. You can't grasp your self-worth simply by intellect because it doesn't live in the mind. It lives in the heart. I think there's a certain romance that we have with our pain. A lot of times we carry it around with us like a child carries a blankie. It gives us a sense of comfort because it's what we're used to. We wallow in it. We stay in bed with it. It holds us while we cry. Our pain is ours and no one else's. And in a fucked up way, our bouts of sadness is oftentimes the only me time we allow ourselves to have. It's the only time we get intimate with ourselves. So why would we want to give up that sense of self we've identified with for so long? And so we seek out relationships and situations where we can hold on to that feeling It's not the harmful people that we're attracted to, although that happens a lot. It's the romance we have with our pain that seduces us. And even when we find a person who is willing to grow with us, we will unconsciously sabotage it so we can stay in that place. It's time you worked on your romance with your spirit, your higher self. In what ways besides therapy do you prioritize getting to know yourself beyond your past or your hopes for the future? How do you get to know the wholeness of who you are now? Because I can tell there's so much more for you to explore. And when you take the time to be intimate with yourself, to have that romance with the soul, to be seduced by your spirit, in whatever form speaks to you, you will feel your worth because you will be grounded in the wholeness of who you are. Put your hand on your heart right now. Close your eyes and repeat after me. I am more than my story. I am more than my fears. I am more than my mistakes. I am more than my anxiety. I am more than my relationships. I am more than my choices. I am the witness to it all. I am the sun, the moon and the stars. I hold all the magic of the universe within me. I was created to experience my wholeness. I am loved. I love myself.
2: Hi bunny. Um so first of all, I just want to thank you uh, for this podcast and bringing this community community together. So my question is about a struggle I've been having for quite a bit now, and it's something I've been trying and trying to take care of. Um, but so for some reason, I have this fixation with being in a romantic relationship. Um, I've been in several in the past, mostly unhealthy ones. Um, and I've had a habit of seeking validation through other people, and you know, since over the years, I feel like I'm getting better in controlling that and have felt more in control with it. You know, and I've always thought that if I befriended or loved myself enough and connected enough to my higher self, I would get over this strong yearning and desire to have a relationship. And I've been wanting to accept that I'll create and develop a romantic relationship at the right time with the right person. And, like, but, like, you know, I meet people, I go on dates, or sometimes I've even, you know, catch myself, um, you know, stuck on unavailable people. And then I end up getting sad and upset with myself that nobody exists, who's able to love me the way I want to be loved. And it makes me start to think negatively and compare myself to others. And for some reason, I have no idea how to give this type of love to myself or any idea how to satisfy this feeling. It's really frustrating to me sometimes because I know it isn't productive and I so badly don't want to get upset about being single, but I sometimes I just don't really know how to kind of shake this feeling away or bring myself to it um so any insight you have would be really greatly appreciated so thank you
0: so much Bonnie it's okay to want a romantic relationship it's okay to have that desire that goal but we have to distinguish between our wants and our needs because they don't always line up right It's a good thing we don't have control over our future because we actually have no idea what we need. We just know what we want most of the time. Our higher self is guiding us to the people, places, and things that will serve our evolution in consciousness. And by evolution in consciousness, I mean the journey to becoming more aware of our higher selves, the intelligence of love, the part of us that knows we are whole and connected to every living thing on the planet. Every relationship, every job, every stranger we meet, they're all our teachers to going deeper within us if we're willing to learn. And if we always got what we wanted when we wanted it, we would never be challenged and we would be stagnant in our spiritual growth. So this fixation you're having is showing you how attached your identity is to being partnered with another person, and that is a very important insight you're becoming more aware of. The only way to see our attachments is when they're taken away from us, and we're left with this empty feeling, and we're just obsessing over how to fulfill that sense of lack. I would argue that most of your suffering isn't from your desire to have a romantic partnership because you said yourself that most of your experiences were not healthy. It's from the need to be in the drama of a relationship because it's the drama of a relationship that is the most powerful distraction from facing our own stuff. And you've become so accustomed to the cycle of finding someone and then breaking up and then finding another person. The fixation isn't the other person that you're looking for. It's the distraction. The reason why I think this is because a healthy romantic relationship isn't going to fulfill that feeling of lack because it's actually going to challenge the same issues that you're facing now when you're single. It's going to force you to confront your attachments because in order to truly love someone, you have to commit to your own inner growth. Become a safe space for their inner growth because the two of you have to grow together. You can't use them to fulfill a lack within yourself because they will inevitably disappoint you. And from what I'm hearing, it's been really hard for you so far to grow within the relationships you've been in in the past. And being single right now obviously is the best environment for you to finally learn How to enjoy your own company. So yeah, the universe is like, hey kid, we tried with this person and that person, it didn't work out, so now we're going to give you some serious solo time because you can learn better in a one-on-one classroom setting. Think of this solo time not only as a way to get more intimate with yourself and nurture your heart, but it's also like a training for the relationship that you're hoping to have because honestly, You're going to need it if you ever want the type of commitment that serves your higher self. In our culture, we put so much importance on finding a mate like it's the end of our story. But our higher selves know there is no end to the story. We are on a continual journey to our self-awareness. Partnerships only bring more to the surface the issues we need to face and we have the choice to keep ignoring them or take a hard look. Breakups are a change in learning approaches. That's it. That's all that's happening right now. Take advantage of it.
3: Hi, Bunny. In a time where we're facing so many challenges as a society that require us to come together in order to protect each other, where something as simple as wearing a mask can keep people safe and yet some are still unwilling to do, how do we deal with the lack of compassion of others? in a way that doesn't negatively affect our own mental health.
0: It's heartbreaking to see people have a seeming lack of care. But what we don't see is what's really going on in these people's lives. What led them to the point of throwing a fit in a grocery store over wearing a mask or promoting a conspiracy theory. We don't see how they feel about themselves. How afraid they are. We don't see the manipulation they experience online, the lies, the indoctrination. We don't see the underlying mental health issues. What we see is an internet video of a stranger who appears to have no heart. And we are so shocked and disgusted by it. But when our world is organized on a principle of hierarchy, when the more you have, the more you are, it's no wonder people reach a point where their sense of self is dependent on needing to be better than other people. That's why we make enemies of each other, because I only know who I am compared to you. And then there are some people I feel less than, and there are some people I feel better than. We live in this world, in this prison of fear, desperate to find something to validate ourselves. We all do it to varying degrees, othering people, dehumanizing one another in order to defend our egos, our sense of self, because we've lost sight of who we truly are. Compassion for this struggle, compassion for this struggle that we all deal with on a daily basis doesn't excuse harmful behavior, but it shows us that there's a part of this in ourselves as well. These are not People who are monsters. These are people who have lost their way. The work we must do with the power of our higher selves is to be willing to see the world and everyone in it through that lens. It's like a bird's eye view, or you could say, a higher consciousness view and from that state of consciousness we don't lose ourselves in the game of the ego, the game of the other, the game of the enemy. So yes anger, sadness, frustration all those feelings are valid but not just because we we feel hurt but because we know on a very deep level the people who hurt other people are wounded themselves and most of that is unconscious. What this world needs is healing and the work you are doing on yourself every day to heal your wounds is so important, not just to your life, but to what you put out in the world. We are all one consciousness and when you rise to uplift yourself, you are uplifting our shared frequency. So the next time you see something that is such an injustice, such a selfish act, have your anger have your sadness but don't stay there forever your strength comes from a place beyond the consciousness of those people who are operating at that level and that is the inner power you must tap into to sustain your work here
3: hey bunny uh my name's emma and on behalf of everyone listening i know we are all so appreciative of the work that you do that you all do behind the scenes of exo higher self but also for creating this platform for us all to be our raw and authentic selves it's really inspiring to continue to be vulnerable with each other and i just love this podcast for that so thank you Um, I wanted to ask you a question about trust and forgiveness specifically. Um, I found myself in a relationship where there was a significant breach of trust made by my partner. Um, We are in an ethical, non-monogamous relationship, but for four months back in the winter, I didn't know about my partner's other partner. And they actually ended up lying to me to my face when I found out from a third party about my partner's other partner when I asked them about it. So we did have a really long, hard, but good conversation about this breach of trust. And it did lead me to understand why my partner did the things that they did, even though those actions are really not excusable in the end. But it allowed me to understand better. And I know that forgiveness is a powerful tool, but I would really love to know your thoughts on forgiveness and how you can build back trust or when to realize it's the right time to walk away. I find myself constantly in the position of getting hurt more than I need to because I forgive easily and I want to see the best in people, but that doesn't always work out. And I don't want to become closed off to people, but I also want to know when to protect myself from negative people and situations. Um, I would love to hear what you think. Thanks again, Bunny. I think a lot
0: of people confuse forgiveness with accepting behavior or saying whatever that person did is okay with them. And that's why people associate forgiveness with weakness. But forgiveness is a willingness to see whatever that person did from a place of compassion. In other words, from the perspective of higher self. And what does higher self see? Higher self sees that people treat people the way they feel about themselves. It takes confidence to be vulnerable and honest and communicate your needs truthfully. It takes self-compassion to have compassion for other people. Higher self is the vision to see the truth of a situation. And the truth is that every conflict comes from a lack of love. Whether that's internally or externally, conscious or unconscious, In that moment when they're making that choice, they are unwilling or unable due to lack of awareness to take the higher road and be honest. But even when you do forgive someone, it doesn't mean that you have to stick around in the relationship. It doesn't mean staying will even be helpful because you can't control where people are in their journey and the loving thing to do very often is walking away. Not only because you love yourself enough to know that you deserve better, but sometimes staying just enables the other person. It depends on the situation, which you know your situation better than me. You said you had a good understanding of why your partner made that choice and I'm glad to hear the two of you are communicating on that deeper level and your partner is taking responsibility and you realize it didn't happen because you weren't enough. One thing that really stuck out to me in your question was you said you often get hurt because you forgive a lot and want to see the best in people. Well, seeing the best in people doesn't necessarily mean that they see the best in themselves all the time. Just like sometimes you consciously make choices from your higher self and sometimes you don't. And seeing the best in people also means seeing the best in yourself and making choices that come from a place of self-respect. If you look back, most often there are red flags or little intuitions that you ignored or tiny little self-sacrifices in a relationship dynamic before a larger betrayal. In terms of your relationship now, I can't really answer that question for you whether you should stay or not because although it would be ideal that you totally let go of your anger and were an enlightened higher self 24 hours of the day, it's also totally okay if you're just not able to let it go right now. Or feel like you can't get that sense of trust back. Forgiveness and getting back to a place of trust take healing and healing takes time and sometimes that's really hard to do when you haven't taken some space to process your experience on your own terms because what happens a lot is the relationship stays focused on them. How are they behaving now? Are they working on themselves? Are they telling the truth? Are they really sorry? Can I see that they've changed? And it's no wonder you still don't feel empowered because they seem to still hold all the keys in the situation. The betrayal made you feel unseen and now that you're so focused and worried about them making the same mistake again, you still feel unseen. Taking this experience seriously, not in terms of letting it overwhelm you, but giving it enough importance to see that it's going to require a refocus on you. At this time, what can you do to feel more empowered in yourself to help heal that wound? Empowerment comes from spending some quality time in self-care and focusing on your needs and prioritizing yourself so you can process, repair, and mend your hurt. Your partner has their own work to do too. So perhaps the question is, do you feel like you can focus on your own healing and stay in the relationship simultaneously? Because until you focus on your healing, whether you stay with them or not, you will continue to carry those wounds with you, even to another relationship, and unconsciously become distrustful of any other future partner, regardless if they deserve it or not. So that's something that you should think about.
4: Hi, Bunny. Um, I really appreciate your podcast. So I thought I could ask a question. (laughs) Hopefully you have an answer. Um, so I've been doing with um I have like a history of like being bullied um in my appearance, and uh that's been playing like a kind of critical role in like my overall social anxiety and um I guess um what I'm asking is even today, even though uh, in the past it, uh it all the bullying mostly happened in my childhood. Um, even today, I still sort of, like, run into um, others who are, like, very critical of my appearance. Um, and maybe they will, like, harass me in the street or, like, talk about, like, ugly or, like, how I've, like, gained weight and um, a lot of things. And it's been really hard not to take it personal. Uh, um, intellectually, I know, like, Um, People are just projecting their own insecurities on me, but um, I still don't really know how not to make that impact how I feel about myself. So I was just wondering if you had any advice about that. Um, Thank you.
0: When you're someone who looks different than what eugenics-based Eurocentric beauty and gender standards have imposed on us, whether that's through your skin color, body shape, disability, facial symmetry, your existence is actually threatening that entire belief system. Because the people who are most conditioned to need to fit into that belief system see you out here shining your light And a part of them glimpses what real beauty is. It's not what they thought. It's not what they've been ingrained to believe in. Here you are living your life unapologetically beautiful. And people don't want to feel like they've been duped. They don't want to feel like they are mentally conditioned. So they lash out. The more comfortable you are with yourself, the more uncomfortable they are with themselves. Because you contradict what they've been made to believe. They don't yet realize how much you are healing them. I can tell you already know it has everything to do with them, but that doesn't mean it still doesn't hurt. That doesn't make it easier in the moment. It's fucked up and it's hurtful. So how do we cope with these painful experiences? Higher self is like a love warrior, an armor of power, a bubble of love's protection. Your power is indestructible and the more you remind yourself of that, the faster you can brush off whatever projections come at you, whether it's criticism or any other pointless conflicts. So what does your armor look like? What's in your higher self toolbox? There are things you can use to help support you in your most vulnerable moments. Is it body positivity, mantras, inspiring social media accounts, friends you can reach out to, groups, therapy groups, an artistic practice, writing poetry, journaling about your experience? What are more undiscovered practices you can look into to help you get to that place of joy, that safe space? I strongly believe we're all here for a higher purpose. And sometimes that purpose is hard to bear. It's hard to have to be the stronger one, the teacher, the one whose own struggles have made you more enlightened and conscious. That's not always easy to hold. Being special in that way can sometimes make you feel like an outcast. But the truth is, you're not alone. There's so many of us out here, including me. And anytime you need a reminder to how truly beautiful you are, you can always reach out to me.